You're listening to the Makey Words Podcast. You're finding out 10 years late. What do you think about that? It's the business model. It's the business model. And we just looked at each other. So today we're going to talk about Act 4, right? Where we left off last time. Yeah. Well, right. kind of. Time before last <laughs> How do we jump into it? Is there a good transition? I guess that just that it's it's the, the first uh, acts album that we worked on as a group. I was going to say one thing that might be um, worth mentioning, even if it's just a truncated version of it, just because I think it kind of uh, set how we started doing everything was Casey. It coincided with a move or a recent move. Oh yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving up to. Um... Port Angeles and the opportunity to build our own studio, basically. Which we really did. We, uh, I mean, literally built the walls of that place, installed the electrical, built all the audio boxes, like all by ourselves. I mean, it wasn't just like, you know. I think it was just you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, we were all there. We were all getting painty and stuff, you know? We were getting painty? I don't know. Yeah, we were getting paint all. We were painting walls. We were, you know, uh, putting up drywall. Yeah. Well, first we had to to demolish the. Um, what even was that? What was the the building before? I know it had a bunch of air compressors in it or pneumatic whatever pneumatic. Compressors. Yeah, I think it was like a. Uh, it was a, a small business that <laughs> made actuators or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Huh. But yeah, yeah. it was a, the whole whole shop and remember it was connected with that spiral staircase that we had oh man out. that thing was scary as shit yeah were you guys there yet i, I don't think so i don't remember there was that. like two or three weeks maybe where it was just uh maybe nick casey and i or maybe even just casey phil and i i don't remember but um yeah that was gnarly i think we didn't exactly know how but it was like all right let's just uh Loosen it up. All right. Uh, t- tie it down to something in case it falls, you know? But didn't it I just, think... like, there was one final... We we took everything out, and then it just wasn't budging. And then your dad just started taking a sawzall to it and cutting through bits. And nothing was moving, nothing was moving. And I remember he cut through one final thing, and it just whoa, really yeah. came out. It was scary. It, but Once it swung freely, that was when shit got scary. Yeah. When it... yeah. <laughs> When it looked like he had sawed all of the support, but it was just swinging. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Getting that down was so fucking difficult. So difficult. Cut it up into pieces. Where is there a spiral? In the live room. Actually, pretty much where I'm sitting, there was a spiral staircase. Yeah. But anyways, we, we, we had this whole studio put together and like... We did end up doing a lot of the work, but also there were professionals who like framed shit out and designed the rooms and stuff like that. Uh, well, I, I think part of the reason too, at least uh, to me, was since the studio was still being built, <clears throat> we were set up in the garage, which was kind of a, a fun little thing to be a, a legitimate garage band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, a, a legitimate that was... garage band with two Apollos. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, we legit all, garage band. Yeah, we we all set up in the garage for writing sessions and had you know a little 
keyboard station too because it was just the five of us and people going to wherever people needed to go and <clears throat> some some moody lights like you see in the in the pictures. But so really quick, going back. <laughs> yeah, very good, uh, Rob. Very good. I'm trying. Very All right. Good. So post act three, we're at uh, you know, migrant or color spectrum migrant. What was the the initial kind of push into okay, it's time for act four? Uh do you remember that far back? I remember it all happening at once, specifically <clears throat> it being like this desire to want to do it on a grander scale after doing the uh, symphony in Brno. Right. It was like, I would really love to work with an orchestra or have a lot more orchestration on, on these uh, next records, whatever they end up being. <clears throat> but then it was, I think... I got contacted by uh, Dave from Awesome Orchestra asking about performing a piece from that symphony. And we were at some rest stop. And it was like, as soon as he asked about that, I was like, and he explained to me what his orchestra was and stuff like that. I was definitely like an opportunist. And it was like, wait a minute, this is a, like a perfect opportunity. If there's this left of center orchest orchestra that's like more interested in doing things they haven't done before and like maybe they would want to be a part of this project wanting to do act four and act five both at the same time because like those long-winded projects are a lot more enjoyable for me selfishly um but being able to combine all of those things together that seeming like realistic is what pushed me over the edge of being like okay now i definitely want to do it because we can do it in this way where yeah we can all get together for an extended period of time, just focus on making these records. You're and then worse. So with. you're at a, you're at a rest stop on tour or you're on the way up on to tour. Los Angeles on tour. on tour. Yeah. And all right. Yeah. So then that tour ends. And I kind of remember that time too. Um, it seemed really quick. It was like your parents were going up and down for a while. Then they finally landed on the place and you were just like going they up. They were like, yeah, do you want to, do you want to yeah. stay? There's a second building on our property. We have. I want to say to it was with. like like a week or two after a tour, where it was like we were home, and then immediately. No, it was super fast. It yeah. was super fast. Because uh, that was the kind of thing. Once my dad made that decision to leave California, it just as he knew in his head, and I think Rob was the first one who knew externally. I but still as, love it so yeah, much. As soon as he knew, every second he spent there was like awful. Yeah, <laughs> much more awful than the previous few decades. But like he, uh, as soon as he knew it was time to leave, it was like a, losing his fucking mind staying there. Um, so that once they made that decision and they were like, okay, it's going to be this place. This is what we're going to do to it. And they were like, would you want to come up and would you want to live in this second house and use it for your guitar shop and for your studio? It's like, yes, I would like yeah. to do that very much. So um, yeah, yeah, we all we all come up kind of i think i remember it being pretty staggered and everyone just sort of kind of we'd take turns working on the place and then uh jamming in the garage but before we even did that you sent everyone um i don't even know what you call that like a treatment or just concept materials i would concept, say like yeah and you you had lore. broken it down to uh you were like i'm pretty sure these are the story beats 
that we're gonna you know each one deserves its own song right um, i wish we still had i'm sure you still got them somewhere but it'd be interesting to to kind of go back and cross and see what what did or didn't change our demos you know? i would say from like off the top of my head i want to say we stuck to it like 85 percent or 90 percent or something like that between there and then like pushed and pulled it a little bit while we were working on it so Am we're I up to say oh. that um that we had actually started working on the studio because as far as dad and and everybody was concerned by the time we were going to get up there they were going to be kind of wrapping up the studio build oh and yeah got it there, was supposed to be it was supposed to be done before you guys came out for sure yeah. and uh <laughs> it only became the kind of thing where it was like literally getting your tracking done just at the tail end of you guys right the post you know needing to be there that was uh not the plan <laughs> the plan i think originally was that we were just going to record while we wrote uh-huh it's like while we work through a song and once it's like good then let's just track that song and move on which i've never had the opportunity to do and sounds fucking awesome sounds like a great way to just like work through a song emotionally and then be done with it and then move on um yeah but uh we did end up getting to basically spend like i want to say at least a month on pre-production basically just yeah. running songs like over and over and over again and perfecting them and any idea that anybody had just being like okay let's try that let's try that even if it was like begrudgingly we just remember it was like because writing an album is like a choose your own adventure book yeah you know <laughs> and like but we all had our own choose your own yeah. adventure books but we did everybody's choose your own adventure book uh but that's i think why those records turned out like so so good they're <laughs> like, for yeah. for us like feeling like records that w once we were done with them it was like yeah this is fucking rad like yeah. Yeah, we did exactly what we wanted to do that's great in a way that uh um i don't think any of the act records had done before and in a way that like migrant kind of did but there was something way different about us all kind of doing it on our own uh we yeah. to do that with antimai and we came close but then yeah. covid got in the middle of that I think and that, now, you know, look at us. I, I remember <laughs> too, that, that might've been the first time that it really, uh, we sort of broke it down with, Hey, Nick's just take a minute with this groove. Could you and, just take a fucking minute and no, but your like, groove out it, so it the rest the of us can plea. noodle? I think the, I just remember several times of the first time it really hitting a wall. And then it just being like, Hey, you two just, just figure out what you're doing. Be on the same page. We'll be back in 20 or whatever. Yeah. And we did. No, no, no. It's and great. It was, yeah, we uh, developed we developed a lot of new traditions. Yeah. As far as like when we work together, we know there's these like fractalizations of of our process. And yeah. Yeah. It started yeah, then for sure. Why don't you guys just go on a rhythm sabbatical? Well, I remember over coming here. back. <laughs> I remember coming back the first time, uh, and it was the. The, the moon yeah yeah uh yeah 
but no, it, it, I think we, it was our first real time other than that one session in Canyon Lake writing together. Which and, that which, room is also awful to write in. Like there's a lot of cool sounds, but being in that room with like kind of minimal, which minimal room, oh, airflow Canyon in room? Canyon Lake, that room yeah, is yeah, not yeah. an inspiring room. No, and it's like, hot. It's so hot. It's hot so and it's dark. Hot. It's yeah. really dark. <laughs> it's just, it sucks it out of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But remember like, the, remember the, it's we tough. were like, you know, you know how we're going to beat this heat. They got these little fans that you can plug into the track oh, yes. right in our area. Dude. And that'll take care of it. Or like, couldn't move. It yeah, it did not it's move like air. The, the it did not move air. On a squirt gut, like the, the, the <laughs> yeah, bottles. The you know? No, dude, it was less not than even. that. It was less than that. <laughs> but anyway, so this was our first uh Real since time. that one little, which was only like three or four days or something like that. Or yeah, I think it was, it was pretty fast. Yeah. Um, this was the first time we really got together and it was just like we're just gonna write and write and write and write. <laughs> You said something, though, that I think is I had never really, I guess, uh, quantified it in quantified it in this way. But I, you nailed it. And it's a really, really hard thing to do. But we did kind of we creatively did the thing we set out to do. And it's yeah. so rare that that happens for better or worse, because sometimes you aim to do one thing and you end up with something totally different that is actually better. Um but yeah, like uh, for some reason, and maybe it's because of the bias of having been there or whatever, but <clears throat> the cohesion and the consistency through Acts 4 and 5 are like um, a memorable accomplishment. Yeah, for, for sure. For me. I think, you know, I think we were all looking for the same vibes as um, the Incubus Morning View sessions. <laughs> Man, I've been looking for that vibe since that record came out. <laughs> yeah. that fucking that video Still. of them just rolling up to a mansion being like what rooms are we gonna pick out and then setting all their stuff up and surfing it was like oh that's nice yeah. i've never seen that. <laughs> that is the life i want i just don't want to also be the engineer ever. Right. i hate engineering at this point i hate it and that was also we were super methodical like we we're methodical on Antimai, but I like the tones of Antimai better. But we definitely had a carelessness in in the process of making Antimai that was really nice. As far as just like, yeah, just to put the mic in front of the amp. I don't know. Yeah, don't, it doesn't yeah. matter. Make doesn't it matter fun. where it is. <laughs> there were just definitely... put it in front of the amp. Yeah, <laughs> surprise me. I don't know. You're gonna put it in front of the amp. You're gonna turn the amp to something. Whatever. Let's let's just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, four, that, four and five definitely had a lot of tweaking hours. Uh, it also just, just as far as like parts goes, there's a lot of like small accidental. There's a lot of small accident like accidentals and and small chromatic changes that happen within the chord progression. So like the guitar parts were also not necessarily super. What's the word? They're not like you know super proggy or anything like that, but. From They're the tone specific. to the performance to the way they play with each other, like we were very specific about it, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Which so, I mean that 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 was kind of a fun thing. It's like at least almost for... tiring me out to to think about <laughs> it. Think of the amount of work, just the tuning that's involved in making those records. The amount it, of at tuning. Least, <laughs> at least for me, like guitar once we got tuning. Toward... I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once once we got the structure locked on, and once we kind of had the songs, like we're just about to be recording, or probably some of this was while we were while we were recording, and I'm just misremembering, but it was like. The day during the day we would work as a band, and then since we were recording everything, once we had a, a well recorded version of a song, we would break out and you know eat or do whatever we're doing, but then sit with the session and either refine parts if you had one that you were fumbling through, or write parts if you didn't have one at all. I certainly remember several songs of just being in the room, like, I don't know what to do yeah. with this, I don't know, and then you just have to sit later and you know. It depends on the yeah. kind of uh, what kind of expressive you are, I think. So but, uh, I don't I don't know if we went over this on the pod because I don't know if I I heard it. I think we pod. did in the pod. We're in the biz. We do have one official episode out there, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> do now, but it's, uh, okay. but this this uh, it just backs up a little bit just to, to get a little deeper into that story of like we had showed up with the intention of the studio being built. We kind of like, I feel like it was really only a moment that we ended up sitting around going, okay, like how much longer are we actually going to need on the studio? We ended up helping out a little bit here and there, but then we kind of forced ourselves into um, our parents' garage. And it wasn't all that warm in there. Um, it was it was pretty cold a lot of the time, but we had, um, do we have any little like space heaters or anything in there? I don't remember any of it. I don't think so, but the thing I do remember is we really tricked out the uh, smart bulbs everywhere. And we really tried to, for each song, and kind of just to gain inspiration, to uh, we have all of them on, they're all different colors, or we have only a couple on, and and playing with moods and scenes and stuff like that. And so the... um, the necessity of having to get into the garage and into kind of this uh, uncomfortable space where it was like, make the best out of it. And I think we ended up doing exactly that, making it into like this cool little um, writing zone. But it was I like think it's because we, we all ability. do want both for ourselves. Like we all want the selfish I want to be somewhere that like I enjoy being while I write, but I think also we're mindful of each other and how much better it is when everyone is somewhere that they like being like it's, if it's uncomfortable and it's ugly, even if you're fine with it, even if I was fine with it, because it's like, well, it's utilitarian or whatever. I would still be aware of the fact that like, nobody's going to want to create in that kind of environment. You know, you got to do whatever you Hmm. can do. And we had no money because whatever money we did have was going straight into the studio. So it was just like, what can we do? And it just became those bulbs, but those bulbs did create, like they did tie the room together. Yeah, for sure. Did they a lot for creating the mood? Well, it did. And they still do. Yeah. Every time when we get together, if we, if we, if we run them, it's usually like day two or day three. People have hit a wall. That's a, yeah. And it's just the vibe. You know, when we have our lazy day, our first yeah. lazy day, and it starts with everyone thinking they're going to be super productive. 
and then we all just sit there and like we'll jam for like an hour or two and then it's like i don't feel like doing anything do you feel like doing anything <laughs> i don't feel like doing anything. time to get colorful purple. boys <laughs> well that's um, what uh that's what uh king of swords came out of was just i think an insane moment where it was just oh fucking don't know what to do and then, and then was it, it was an insane a, a moment jam. I don't know if it was having fun. Yeah, I think we were. I I don't think we were coming out of a rut. (laughs) I think we were just. It was just. Yeah, you might always be in a perpetual state of just (laughs) being out of the rut. Quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I hated being there. Yeah, I remember hating every moment. That doesn't sound right. I never hated it. I I was certainly the most nervous I'd ever been. it's where i feel a hundred percent like the most like myself is is in a big room with with basically with you guys working on music that's where i feel like i am myself but that side of it like it did get it's weird i'm sure we had a lot of like grueling times but my memory of like the blur of of memory of writing everything jumping back and forth between records and moods and stuff like that my memory of it all is like super positive yeah oh yeah uh, and like i don't remember this is weird to say not that i remember this from any like not to throw him under the bus but if i'm thinking of a weak link during the migrant recording right it would have been connor based purely on what was going on in his life so when I say, I don't remember there being like a weak link while we were working through it. And like, I just remember all of us kind of doing our absolute best and everybody yelling out ideas and everyone having like their moment where they would just be fucking around on their instrument. And then suddenly that would be like, we should chase that down. And then like a half hour later, it's a verse or something that we absolutely love. That's mostly what I remember. I think a strength of uh, Nick in a lot of those moments is when we're like, okay, where can we go from here? And then Nick <laughs> right. pulls out the theory knowledge. Just goes, he just rattles options. off like 10. Yeah. Di- no, yeah. it's never just four. It's, it just goes until you pick one. Yeah. <laughs> until until you're like, that's the one. I like that one. Yeah. There you well, go. you could also go to there or you can go here. You could do this. You could do this. Good. Well, if you don't like that, then you could just go here. <laughs> you don't, well then you could go here and then here oh, uh, you can't go there unless you go here first yeah we could change yeah. the end of it and step down to here so we can go here it's awesome yeah. It, yeah, it's it creates some fucking wacky shit sometimes like uh, uh, stuff we all hate no there's <laughs> the bridge of it's uh, a squeaky wheel <laughs> so, I just uh, remember that being one of those, those Nick moments where it was just well, we could go here, here, here. And we just did all of the options, it felt like. <laughs> it's just constantly. Yeah. Well, I think we developed a reason for each chord change because there's a lot of repetition, but there's a, there's a lot of small changes to break the repetition up. Yeah. So it was like, okay, since all of these options sound good for turnarounds, let's take all of them and then pick the right times to throw in like this chromatic bit or to land on that or to land on it's like, you know, uh, to land on the four or whatever, like 
it was just finding the way to glue all of those options together. Yeah. It's yeah. A, turnarounds, weird. turnarounds are fun. Um, Cause like you can, there are just so many different options. And I, I remember there was one, <laughs> I don't remember what song it was, but we we're, you're like, what chords can we do? I'm like, we're going to do this and that. And I think I ended up shouting off like some ridiculous, like 10 chord, like, turnaround that technically worked and it kind of sounded kind of cool but it was definitely not like what we were doing at all it was actually <laughs> kind of like hilarious by the time we got through it like yeah it works like, like it's something we not... tried out but didn't yeah didn't i vaguely remember this and <laughs> yeah yeah everyone's yeah, just funny frantically trying to keep up with the whiteboard making yep. sure we're all all in the same place yeah and then finally kind of nailing it and realizing it wasn't what we were what we wanted at all no, i yeah. think at a certain point when we tried to nail it it was because of it being so ridiculous i don't think we went into it thinking we were going to do a 10 chord turnaround i think it was no, just no. like a challenge <laughs> that that nick kind of came up with philosophically like let technically let him cook. this run of chords <laughs> does turn around the whole progression <laughs> if you try it and it was like okay well let's just try it let's just see well, what that I sounds like yeah, I think a lot of it becomes like, um, you know, you get you do like a couple chords that get to one chord that's like, that works, but what else could we do? It's like, well, we could go from here to here, but we'd have to do this to get there and then back. And then before you know it, you're like seven chords deep into this ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like a well, crazy <laughs> sort of clairvoyance you have where it's like, well, Turn if around. we're going from here, <laughs> technically this random chord could be the one before the one we resolve True. to. But you're going to yeah. need to put nine chords in between there <laughs> just yeah. to get to that one. <laughs> I don't know how to get back to it. I mean, well, yeah, I okay. Don't, I don't think any we basically of worked through the writing process was super organic. We did it all from a sheet of existing track listing and i think a couple of times there was like a jam of some kind where we were like that should be part of what we're doing and this is this is what it could be those are those deviations i think that you're talking about max where it's like what makes us 85 or 90 percent adhering to that original track listing but then uh we didn't track anything we didn't actually record anything till well, it was only like the last. Nick, How long was everyone you, did, here? Was it two months? I want to say like two months. Don't remember. Yeah, that sounds right, but I really don't remember. And I feel like it was only maybe the last week that Nick was there that we were actually tracking drums in the studio because then he left. But, and then I remember Nick uh, Sauce stayed for a little while to do bass. And Rob stayed. And Rob, stayed, Rob got yeah. a lot of guitar done, almost all of his guitar done. Yeah. Yeah. I want this again. Is I just want that again, but I think it would have to be in a different location than here. Yeah. I think for us to actually do like a two months together thing at at some point in the future, I think we would have to do it somewhere other than this house. And and I think too, like at least for me, part of the magic of doing that. And this is like, I say at least for me because this is my own thing, but I being there for the first time 
in that being like, okay, I'm in this new place and we're working here. That uh-huh. feels really good, you know? Yeah. So it's yes. like, obviously it's not like we haven't yes. been, I, I haven't just been there like looking at the ground, like I've already been here, but <laughs> I love a new spot. So like, yeah, I, I agree. I think if we could all <clears throat> dive into this new thing that we could all enjoy and experience for the first time together to write, I think that's the only way to rival that experience, I guess. Yeah. It would have to be Mexico. Yes. Okay. Let's see Mexico. Take me back. I've never been. Oh. I need to go. Are you writing a song right now? Keep going. No, what else? <laughs> Take me to Mexico. I've never been. I want to go. I've never been. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> What's the next lyric? This is a Jimmy Buffett song. I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Happen to have a guitar right here. <laughs> no, it has to be. Yeah, actually, for it to really be like Jimmy Buffett or something, one of those yacht rockers, mm. it has to be music that doesn't sound even remotely Mexican, right? It's just Probably the not. yacht music. Right. But yeah. it keeps referencing Mexico, but nowhere in it is any sonic tip of the hat towards Mexico. Yeah. And you got got really bad, like, gringo Spanish in there, too. Every now and then, or like yeah. in the hook, at the end of the hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably have to get to Mexico by way of boat, you know. In, by in, way of yacht. yacht rockers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah they're They'll on the still cruise. get to Mexico, but they're doing it by a boat. I know? wonder they're if somebody could build a yacht that runs off of the energy generated by playing rock and roll music. <laughs> Elon you know I mean? Musk, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put up our link in the comments. Uh, oh man, sorry. I, this is another aside, but it is somewhat related. Uh, there, I, fuck, I don't remember what state it is. But there's a state that built a road that charges electric vehicles as you drive in the specific lane for it. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's what? Cool. Like, like a rail car thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where? I saw that day and I was like, well, that's wild. I don't remember. It's in the United <laughs> like a, States, surprisingly. <laughs> It's like a real that life. Um, the, the I, that's what I'm you saying. Hit in like a racing game that makes you go fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nitro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it makes you go faster. <laughs> but if it's charging the car, do awesome. you think you could you could give it more more oomph than you normally would? You know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. How car Is it over works. overcharge? Is it a turbo lane? Yeah. If you stay there long enough, you go to space. Hell wow. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That is cool. potentially wow. undesired feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Feels silly going back to, but I have I had just a couple things written down. No, no, no. We should go back to it. We had a purpose. <laughs> um, does this will take us back? Hopefully, unless nobody has one. I have one. Does anybody have a specific, like, really good memory from those, like? doesn't have to be music specific but like for me it's it's moments when either a song really locked in or you were tracking a part or you were working on a part that you didn't like and it finally came together mm. let me look at the track listing for this album my favorite part of all of that was solicito going through our track listings and writing hit yeah next to the songs he liked that yeah. was my favorite memory of that whole process yeah. Hit, smash, or monies. 
I was, yeah, I was predicting how much money we could make with each one of those songs. Turns out, comes not to find much. out, you're wrong <laughs> yeah. about all of them. I was way off. I think I, I, I feel like that conversation started with us having the kind of like, okay, if there were to be a single, what would it be? And Nick just going through and be like, this song one, single. Song two, that <laughs> could also be a single. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. We've done it. Wait, wait, wait. Are these? Is this a whole album of singles? It is. It is. Act four is a banger. I mean, what did we choose for the crazy. first? Was it Night on the Town? That was all yeah. hot. But that was more was of it? like a anti-single choice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was what? Waves, I believe. Waves. After that. Yeah. I, I forget which one is on which record, and I always feel bad when I'm talking to people about it, and it's like, oh, my favorite song on Act Five. It's Oh shit! Actually, I don't know. Let me look it up. Let me look. <laughs> For me, it's easy because they, even though they're, we the did mood. them all at the same time, the mood is so different. Where it's like, oh, is that a dark as fuck song? It's Act Five, you know. I mean, I do agree, but yeah, I don't know. I I struggle with that. Is it more kind of theatrical and storytelling? It's typically Act Four. And then maybe but. maybe worth mentioning, just because uh, Max, you had meant, touched on it before that the only time prior that we had all just been in a room writing together was in Canyon Lake um, in California. And without, without looking it up, that would have been two years prior, maybe. Yeah. And I think from that session, we ended up with three two. or f- two. Well, from we, two I that we, we used, had, but like right. three or four total. I wish right, that we still had those other two. I, I think I, I do were. somewhere. I think I do, do on you? a hard drive. I think do so. you? I think so. Well, um, I would love to hear them because I do remember liking one of them more than one of the ones we kept, but it just oh, not no being shit. the right thing. There was but one that was very like um, stinky. Uh, no, like a sl- slow, very down tempo, kind of Elvisy. <laughs> ah, I ha- I have them too. I gotta find them. There's four, because right? It... Four total tracks. Four we total. Did? Yeah. Total. I, yeah, I don't remember. This just makes me want to get together and write, which yeah. I know we're not going to do. I know we're not about to do. So. But I guess just for any for anyone watching that's you know interested, uh, the flame is gone and the fire remains were the two songs that happened to be from this previous session, but that also fit so well together as just Those for the songs. story, but also as these two kind of companion songs that are back to back. Yeah. Those did work out great. There was a couple. There was a couple that were were bred from demos and like Casey had. You had a um, handful at least. Yeah, Cascade. You had Waves. You had Wait, Wait, Wait. Yeah, various versions of Wait kicking around for I feel like a few years. Uh, No, No, we had. I think we did a lot of a night on the town from. uh, Oh, from Entitled Three. Yep. And then uh I remember Blood. Um Oh yeah, Blood. Was Blood after the Blood? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. But either way, that went through quite we, quite a few changes. That too. was that was the first song we worked on and yeah. nothing felt right. Was yeah. it? That was the first song we worked yeah, on. Yeah, we picked it specifically because it had it was like, oh, this is six, We thought eight. it was going to be so easy. Yeah, so easy to just make into something that we liked, and it was not. Every turn we took was was bad. <laughs> Everything I remember suggesting was bad. Nothing ended up feeling right. 
I remember it kind of just felt like, hey, are we just doing Church in the Dime? Yeah. Yeah. And church then, and the Dime? <laughs> Why well, I said it like that. Church and, and then the I forget what the next song we worked on was, but it was like, it went from feeling like, okay, like, this is sort of frustrating. I feel uninspired. That was not like a fruitful endeavor working on that song. And then the next thing we worked on, I forget what it was, but was the absolute opposite. It was just like we wrote an entire song in a, an hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, it might have been yeah. old. Was it old haunt? It might have been old haunt. Because I, 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 oh, yeah. I think you came back and you were like, you had this very specific, you, you, you're referencing like tomahawk and you're like hey you guys know how that tomahawk record starts with the yuck, duck, 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 duck thing it was like so you just had this specific idea and i think everyone's kind of like no i don't know and then you did that so we kind of worked on that for a while i think i remember that being the way we got out of that funk but um yeah yeah i don't remember i have yeah. a really like wonderful that. memory of uh I was tracking sauce and it was whatever song is right before cascade that has who am I at the end. Um, yeah. I always forget about that. Too. Is that moon awake? Yes. Um... Yeah. Um, <laughs> was tracking him. And then it was sort of like a joke. It was like, Oh, Hey, what's the next song? And I was like, Hey, can you play that in minor? And then you just started kind of trying and the, it, that, yeah. Then you really dug in. You were like, "Hold on, I think I could actually figure this out." And then with the tempo ramp, trying to keep up with that, but it was just kind of a. I remember thinking at first it was silly, and it really locked in. And then, yeah, I don't know. It just flowed so a, well. <laughs> and now it's a hidden reprise that nobody really notices, but it is there. Nice. Yeah, that moment. Was yeah, really that, fun. that was that was fun. I really liked recording a lot of those sort of. Um, they're kind of like loungy Latin sort of transitions that we have all over those two albums. Uh, I really like those. There was a couple transitions, Case, didn't you do while we were on the road? I feel like you had a Scarlet and you were doing some Maybe. transitions. You're saying just some of more like the sound design-y stuff? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what those were. Because after we finished, know. after we finished, there was... So after we finished as a band... Um, you did you sit with it and do lyrics first, or did you take it down to San Francisco then? I took it or, down to San Francisco first. Yeah, I I did first. I did all of the instrumentation. Then, uh, because I hadn't worked with Brian yet, it was just like, okay, Casey, you'll oh. bring us your instrumentation. All and in then, MIDI. No, like it, sheet no? music. Oh wow! Uh, so I gave Brian my sheet music. And then Brian took my sheet music and prepared parts for the orchestra. And by that, it was basically like his job at first was when I basically showed that I didn't know how to write music, he would fix those moments. So when I would have a part that wasn't going to sound right on flutes because a particular run of notes is in like a troublesome area for them in a certain key. He would make the shift and take that part from the flute, give it to an oboe and vice versa. And those kinds of things, that was kind yeah. of what he did at first, which like, I don't want to sell myself short. It's not like he rewrote my parts. 
it was just his his fixes to my ignorance were so thoughtful and so musical that I was like, hey, would you want to do the string arrangement for these two songs? I only yeah. have like basic ideas for what I need them to do and like cues that I need them to hit and melodies that I want them to play. And I'll give you all that information, but then you can basically have free reign for the rest of it. Um, and he wrote those two songs. Uh, he wrote the arrangement for those two songs. And I'm trying what, what to think if he ended those? up writing uh, Waves and Is There Anybody Here? The Quartet. Oh, um, cool. Their string yeah, quartet. Yeah. The, the only uh, other ones I, I would maybe think could be in that mix and i i could be totally wrong but uh, either way i'm touching on a thing that i wanted to mention is <clears throat> we didn't have at least in the room we didn't have the haves have not and we didn't have mr usher um both of those i wrote the right. arrangements for oh okay <clears throat> but brian ended up writing a woodwind like these woodwind flourishes uh in Mr. Usher, but the haves have not was when I was down there and we were doing a second, I think the second, second session was pickup songs. I forget what, which ones we did. The third session was the string quartet. The second session I went back down for, and we tracked two songs the first night. And then I went back to the hotel and I wrote the whole arrangement for the haves have not. Hmm. And then the next morning I brought them their sheet music and printed it out there. So that, that whole thing was written and arranged and orchestrated and notated the night that we wow. did that. And then I brought it to them the next day. That was like camp year one woodwind parts up until 5am kind of shit. Got I it. couldn't believe it, but I just had this idea for, for, what I wanted it to be. Uh, and I just kind of chased it down and I was so inspired. Like every time I can be around them and it's been years now since I've done it, but like, it is a very inspiring thing to be around an orchestra in general and to, to also have access to them and to be ahead in your schedule and know tomorrow there is a block of time that I'll be able to chew up if I want to try and have this orchestra do something else. Mr. Usher is entirely Nick's drums. The arrangement, everything, all of the, the shit was basically me asking Nick, play jazz and throw fills in anywhere you like. And, um, uh, Made and, it very easy for me. <laughs> yes. I never but, remember any but it was also, there. there was just like really basic cadences I gave him of like the, the basic vocal of da 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 da. You know, like it's it's such a run-of-the-mill uh, melody and progression, but uh, it gets the job done. But basically, Nick's drumming was entirely around that, and he just did a bunch of takes. Hmm. where He was just putting fills wherever the fuck he wanted. And then I just went through his takes, and I was like, that placement is awesome. I'll grab that fill. And then it was like, okay, now I'll take the horns, and I'll make the horns do whatever this fill is. Huh. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if... Yeah. if it's like there's a black. few spots where it's exactly like making black where it was just like nick just go and play drums and i'll make a song out of it yeah um but uh i can't remember what the fourth um session was but yeah we spread that out over a long time and and again i know i've told a lot of people this all of that was due 
to Kevin Pereira for hearing that Equal Vision didn't want to spend money on an, on an orchestra and then saying, well, then I'll just pay for you guys to do it. Um, so rad. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think if there were anything like <clears throat> fairly fleshed out ideas, because I'm sure there were plenty of like moments or um, like one part or maybe two part jams. But other than initially son light was supposed to be we wrote a whole band song for it we have it are there still. any uh, but are there anything there's are there any other songs memories that we, there's that song that oh, it was just like yeah. this doesn't say anything in the story that matters <laughs> and so we tossed that song right in the fucking can there's the one that we tried to make work that was the maybe i can lift my head up that was not right feel right at all it was just suddenly like modern Do you like radio that song? rock in the yeah. middle of this record. Um, Fun one. Uh, yeah, there was, there was Sun, the, which yeah. we turned into light. Uh, most cursive hands used to go into like a, like a pretty thrashy jam thing. Did I remember or... us trying that. I yeah. don't remember us ever being like, this is what the song is now. But it I was just they, a, a... I, I do remember what you're talking about when we had it end up into some like more thrashy up-tempo thing. Yeah. But that's but more yeah, like I don't think we ever did track that. Yeah, you're saying like does this a full not make song. anybody want to write a record. Does I this... want to do it right no, now. Of course it does. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think if there's another whole song though that we were just like, Neh. no. And no, even those, I, I I think like all these memories was a song that was so bare bones of an idea, and it was very much like a I'll fix it in post. Basically, yeah. any of those songs that we wrote that were like. This is kind of a half idea, and I'll just make something of it. Those all got thrown away. Like the only one I... was Killer that stuck around, but that changed so drastically. Blood. Yeah, yeah. It's blood. Yeah, that's what I mean. That was a half idea that it was like we'll fix this oh, later kind of thing. I remember writing lyrics and singing alone, and that being so lonely <laughs> because everything else we did was so there was so much camaraderie. And then I remember specifically tracking, writing and tracking uh, Moon Awake. And when I was done and I was like, I can't hit that fucking note anymore. I'm going to have to use one of the takes I already did. I remember just like crying my eyes out when I was done. I was like, just feeling like this is so fucking lonely. Oh, like, no, I, there's nobody for me to walk out of a take and be like, was that any good? It's like yeah. you have to ask yourself that question after every take. That is so lonely. Yeah. To just be like, was that any good, me? Be like, well, we think nothing you do is good. So. Yeah. You, you only find an objective answer years later. Yeah. Like, well, I don't I know I listen if to that you again. should be asking us. Yeah. I feel like you should have put a little money into a buddy to have around <laughs> Anybody here, maybe an augmented reality mirror or something that can trick you into thinking it's someone else. But it was, I don't mean that to despite anybody. I just mean like I, that really was a particular time of my life where those records, the work we had done together, I was so stoked on. But the finishing process of those records was so grueling because it was alone. And so it, it just felt like, and it wasn't this way because if we were working at any normal traditional studio i as the singer as the main singer would be there at the end anyways it's just we'd have an engineer we'd have a producer or something like that but by the nature of what we were doing 
it very much was like we were all collectively pushing a boulder uphill not even a boulder but we were all like kicking the same can up a hill and then at a certain point it was like hey i gotta go hey i gotta go hey i gotta go hey i gotta go and it's like okay all i have to do is kick this can another 50 or 100 feet like it's not that far i even have to kick it compared to where i've come from i've only got 50 feet left like we just kicked this as a group for 10 miles yeah the last 50 feet to kick it and have to also make those decisions and be like, I am making the decisions that are the face of these songs. And if I don't make the right ones, or if I don't put like enough care into it, or if I don't do a good enough job of this last piece, I'm going to get in the way of all of the other stuff that we did. That's really good. Um, I think that's like a pretty normal feeling to have when you're finishing a record anyways. But those two records, because it was such a large amount of work um, and returning to the acts for this band after going off and doing these other things, I knew like those records were going to matter. I think I was also aware of the fact that some people were going to call out that they were a bit of a departure from acts one through three. So I was I was that much more self-aware of what I was doing. But yeah, the finishing process that got to me. Is there anything anyone else wants to say about Act 4? We wrote it all together. We put strings on it. I was sad mm-hmm. while it was finished. Mike Watts <laughs> mixed it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night, everyone. I love you. We just looked at each other. Horrified. They make you We have fun, okay? We have fun.